Welcome to another part of the Gorotha Initiation Series, where we talk to members of the tribe who recently joined the God Learner Studies. The God Learner Podcast wants to investigate how people comparatively new to Gorotha experience the world, what are the rewards, what are the hurdles when approaching this setting. So, uh, could you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. My name is uh, Chris McConnell. I use uh, he and him, and I'm currently living just outside of Manhattan, Kansas in the United States. Nice. Hi, Chris. <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah. Uh, so how did you get into RPGs? So I started uh, playing in uh, 1984. I was about nine years old in, in fourth grade. Uh, we, we played, uh, we actually played during recess and after school and uh, started with uh, the Beckme D&D. So as the uh, red box. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, iconic dragon and fighter on the front. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I actually only played Dungeons and Dragons for probably six or eight months. And then we switched over entirely to Star Frontiers. Ah. And uh, I played Star Frontiers for a, probably a year and a half. And then the satanic panic kicked in in the U.S. <laughs> oh, and, yes. Uh, my parents were very much fans of the satanic panic. And uh, all my stuff, <laughs> all my gaming stuff took a short trip to a dumpster. Oh, no. And, uh, about two years Two years later, uh, my parents decided it was okay to play, and uh, the games were okay after all. And uh, I picked up playing uh, mostly in middle school, and we were all sci-fi games. So, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Traveler, Fastest Star Trek, Cyberpunk twenty twenty, um, cool. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, twenty three hundred AD, and then a lot of tabletop war games. So, uh, BattleTech. Um, uh, <laughs> Starfleet battles. Cool. What kind of uh, mutant animal were you playing in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? So I didn't play much. Uh, I actually have been a forever GM pretty much for like the last 30 years. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, can, I can count the number of times I've played in the last, yeah. I've been a player in the last 30 years on like one hand. Uh, I know the feeling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, even now, like, uh, with the, with all the great stuff for um, internet enabled like VTTs and stuff, it, I just I still end up uh, being the GM most of the time. So, yep, yeah. Again, I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's an elite club. What can we say? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, did you return to fantasy at some point? Yeah, actually, um, literally a year and a half ago. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I played uh, fantasy war games uh, somewhat, but um, not role playing games until really the pandemic hit, and uh, my kids wanted to play, so I uh, bought a couple of D and D five e. Like literally, hadn't played D and D in like thirty something years, mm-hmm. and uh, set up a little campaign game for them because they were all about it probably because yeah. uh, they see I, I watch a lot of actual play on uh, YouTube. Okay. And, um, so so 5e wasn't completely new to you at that point. You had seen a bunch of actual plays. Yeah, I, I'd seen uh, actual plays like all the all the popular ones like yeah. uh, Critical Role, um, Dimension 20, and then uh, a couple of podcasts I listened to um, mostly out of in uh, same boredom because uh, before I retired from the army, my commute was 45 minutes one way so uh, you know i could get a podcast in in a day if i started as soon as i jumped in the car and like yeah but uh yeah so i didn't really hit fantasy again until really this year Mm -hmm. Uh, well D &D, 5e starting in 2020 uh running for my kids and then um i started getting that nostalgia for old games and uh started uh, digging around and i saw uh, second edition uh rune quest was on sale on chaosium's page i was actually there to buy um 70 um call of cthulhu right so, uh, <laughs> I, I hadn't bought a new call of cthulhu well a new edition of call of cthulhu in yeah. <laughs> probably 15 years so um figured I'd get the new stuff. And then I, I just bought it on a fluke and was like, Oh, this is uh, fantastic. And ended up buying, they had a sale. In, I want to say like spring of 2000 of this year. So 2021. And I ended up buying a 
pile of stuff. Right. Uh, so I got a whole bunch of the second edition stuff. And then I, I was like, yeah, I'll pick up the the new edition, you know, the, the uh, RuneQuest role-playing Glorantha edition just to check it out. And I was hooked as soon as I got the book, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, the art's fantastic and the world is so much more realized from second edition to RQG. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, you had, uh, you had read the second edition first uh, and then you had also bought some of the old RQ2 books like uh, Troll Pack, Griffin Mountain or some stuff like that. So I've got, um, as I'm looking across at my shelves, I, I picked up, um, I didn't pick up Troll Pack yet, mm-hmm. but I picked uh, up like um, more of the uh, campaign oriented ones. Yeah, the campaign books and no, uh, right. Borderlands and yeah, uh, this. Or, yeah, Borderlands and uh, um, Cults of Prax, Cults of yeah. uh, the two cool books. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there's one other book I picked up. It's like buried over there behind a boxes of miniatures. Griffin like, Mountain or Pevis? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I bought the, they had the combo books. So they, where they had uh, put some of the older editions, I think it was some of the older moon design books. They put them together to create larger, uh, much larger <laughs> paperbacks. And, uh, so I bought a couple of those and nice. Uh, yeah. Those are good. Yeah, I mean they're they're fantastic. Yeah. So. What what was it in in the in that first book in the RuneQuest two book that grabbed you? So I don't know. I think in my, as I've gotten older, I'm kind of gravitated back to fantasy, which is um, I don't know if that's weird or not. But um, <laughs> we're going back to fantasy. Uh, but I still want for a game system, I still want a system that is more grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and while Glorantha is like, obviously full of magic. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> to the pack to the gills with yes. magic. Um, <laughs> it doesn't lose uh, grounding in reality mm-hmm. so much because you, you have the, the toughest, most experienced rune Lord on the planet. He's still going to get hit once in the head and be done. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like that. I prefer that in my role playing. So yeah. uh, that's kind of, that was the hook, I guess. Okay. And then yeah. uh, the other piece of it is I really like l- worlds or settings that feel lived in. Yeah. Uh, so like the, the old Dungeons and Dragons, like even though I don't play it, I still follow um, Mistara, which is like, one of the very original settings for Dungeons and Dragons. And okay, it's yeah, having kind yeah. of a resurgence right now, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it's very much a lived in world. It's, it's very much like Glorantha. It's got 30 years of published yeah. material behind it and a huge fan community that is very involved in putting out new material. So I, I like that a lot because you can take a lived in world and you can play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it gives you a, huge variety of choice on how to structure your campaign and, and set it up. So cool. I like that a lot. There was, um, there wasn't too much setting in that first RQ2 book, right? So I guess you, uh, did you, did you really grab onto the setting? Like first you grabbed onto the rules and then you grabbed onto the settings through some of those supplements or through uh, the new edition? Through the, sup- through the initial supplements, for sure. Um, yeah, okay, cool. I kind of I popped over and started uh, lurking around over on uh, the basicroleplaying.org forums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, reading a lot of the comments on there and then looking at some of the fan material that's over there, it was able to kind of see that there was a lot and then <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was definitely a lot and they go go drop some money on the supplements so that uh i could uh get a good feel for it i think i actually bought one on uh drive through rpg first yeah okay there's a pdf on there and um before i realized that chaosium sold pdfs 
Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so I could take a look at it and I was huge mm-hmm. and uh, very much the kind of gaming I like to do. So brought me right in. Nice. Yeah. Uh, is there anything in the setting that you don't like though, or that you are going to ignore or, um, the only thing I could really say that I don't like about the setting is there is a real focus on epic level hero quest, God's yep. war, hero, yep. hero wars level stuff. And that's a lot of people like to play at that level, which is like, that's, that's their thing. Yeah. Um, I like to tell smaller stories. And the, the one thing, and I think the, Johnstown Compendium is like really helping to fill those gap these gaps is that you don't see a lot of like, what is the regular people hanging out? What are their lives more like? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So if you're, if you're not a cult initiate and you're just a, a regular old person, you know, regular old farmer, regular old yeah. uh, <laughs> craftsman, whatever, you know, what, what's your life like? And, uh, but, you know, what's interesting though is the release today with the weapons and equipment guide. Yeah. It, it's giving us a default crafting system for those people though. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, it's like, a, they like slid that in like stealth. <laughs> you know, it's not a crafting system. It's just a weapons catalog. It's, it's like the Sears yeah. catalog for Glorantha, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it really is giving you yes. the ability to do all of that and run less adventure focused campaigns and more, you know, production focus. Absolutely. Like we, I want to be a merchant. I want to be a trader. It gives you a lot more ability to do that kind of stuff. So I'm real interested in that. I got to, I've only about, only read about half of it. So yeah. Same here. <laughs> I've only read like a quarter of it. Not even. So I'm, I'm way behind. <laughs> but it's, it's short. It's only a couple hundred pages, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, That'll give me the ability to look at look at the smaller picture and run more like yeah, local yeah. villagers, local tribes handling local challenges, you know. Yeah. Did you yeah. um did you get a chance to look at or grab the uh, Hero Quest books before they were delisted uh, pending the rebranding? Because the Red Cow, uh, the Red Cow campaign is kind of that. It's a campaign centered around the daily lives of yeah. I got so I had to. It was I got the uh, one campaign book. Um, I wish I could get to my stuff over there. Saw the Kingdom of Heroes. Uh, yes. <laughs> right. So I got Kingdom yeah. of Heroes, and then I but I didn't have the main rule book. Right. And I find I took me forever to find a place that had a copy of the rule book because I totally missed when yeah. they said they're once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And I found a place in Canada up in Quebec. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they had like one copy. Uh, so I bought it and they they shipped it down to me so I could get a copy of it. But I, it it's been on my shelf since I because I just haven't had time to to get to it. But I yeah uh, am looking forward to getting to getting into uh i guess it's gonna be quest worlds now yeah 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 exactly so uh, but yeah, yeah there was two campaign books called um uh the, the coming, coming storm, storm and the yeah, 11 lights yeah i got uh, uh coming storm yes also. yeah yes that's the one uh coming storm and the 11 lights so coming storm is the de- mostly the description of the clan yeah. And the uh, 11 lights is the list of scenarios to run in that client. So it's kind of like a book one, book two kind of deal. Yeah. And, um, and it's definitely centered around the daily lives of the people of that clan while all those big events are happening. And so you're not really participating in those events, but you're more asking the question, how do you deal with them and how do you survive them? with your family and your clan. So that, that well, might be your kind of stuff. Um, I, I disagree with Ludo here because the 11 lights is about bringing uh, three new stars into the world. Well, towards the end, it gets <laughs> epic, but the, the entire first half is mostly, is, is mostly, um, but yeah, it gets epic towards <laughs> the end. Yes. So that's easy to, that's easy to retcon now. You know, that's, that's when the outside party shows up to do that. That cool up. Everybody else goes back to tend their uh, tend their flock. 
<laughs> well, you can bring those stars up and you still have to tend to your sheep. And it's funny because I've heard, I've heard the opposite complaint about Glorenta that there is this whole meta plot with Argrath and the, uh, the hero wars and, and all those epic things that happen and people saying like, oh yeah, but I don't really want Argrath to do all that. I want, I want to do it myself. I want to do the, the cool epic superhero stuff. So how do I step into that role? And it's funny to hear you say like, no, 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 I don't <laughs> want any of that. I want to go over there and take care of the, of the local problems. And the- yeah, I just feel like, um, smaller stories tend to be more interesting for me. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I think, I think fantasy literature, especially nowadays is really just overwhelmed with, you know, superhero stories. Mm-hmm. So I think any game you can really run out there and, and do a superhero story. But one of the reasons I really like BRP and like uh, magic world or um, RuneQuest is that it tones down the superhero nature of, uh, the, the characters a lot and yeah. makes it much more manageable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I guess there is something about uh, even within superheroes, for example, I remember some, some friends who were a lot more into Spider-Man, especially like, you know, when it comes to the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man <laughs> compared to all the other superheroes who go into space and save the earth and all that. And they prefer Spider-Man because he's just trying to save one neighborhood in new york from from something or or even simply the fact that sometimes you know for example a a police tv show about um one drug dealer in some in one specific town is often more gripping and more suspenseful than superheroes again trying to save and the the human race against an alien invasion so um, yeah. sometimes you get you get stronger stakes because they're more relatable maybe yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. CSI versus James Bond <laughs> <laughs> what about James Bond CSI versus James Bond oh right <laughs> I, I tell people all the time when you're um, like plotting out a campaign or you know a TV show is a campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Characters change real slow. Like you might, you might have one significant change an entire season. And then um, one shots are movies where it's all or nothing. It's going big the whole time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of, I totally agree with that. Like the, the, like the CSI versus James Bond thing. It's really, I think that's really true. (laughs) Did you also run games that had this kind of, more local um, stakes, even in sci-fi? Like, how do you do that in Traveler or things like that? So, like, Traveler, like, a lot of the campaigns we ran in Traveler were merchant-focused or trader-focused. Right, yeah. So, you know, it's like paying the bills. And (laughs) got to make that got to make that loan payment on that ship where the repo guys are going to show up. Yes. So, I ran ran a lot of games like that. And then kind of the more uh, sci-fi action movie-esque pieces were more like side events that occurred okay, yeah. in yeah. a line. But there's actually a great hack that takes Traveler and puts it into um, Rome, like ancient Rome. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, yeah. so instead of spaceships, <laughs> you're like doing galleys, cruising around the Mediterranean trading. Yeah, great. And uh, it's, it's a fantastic little hack. I never got a chance to run it. I only found it a couple years ago. But um, I would love to run that because i just think it'd be a, a great little game but yeah i'm uh i should i should check that out then uh yeah yes uh, you should send me the link because i i, I want to run a, a merchant um long distance trading campaign in glorantha at some point so yeah yeah i'm working i'm working on uh one at least as a side issue oh nice yeah nice so, yeah i was just looking at uh Esrolia. yeah and they have the major trading port there, which the name of which is eluding me right now. Uh, no I was like, oh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. You run a trading campaign right there and then just run run the coast doing trading and then trading with the sea people. And Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, there used to be a supplement for that, Men of the Sea, but it went uh, down the hero quest hiatus. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, well, yeah. We might get it back. You never know. <laughs> Yeah, well, and in theory, we'll get it back when they have time to rebrand it. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's all uh, you know, uh, 
find, find, replace, find, replace, find, replace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well uh, doing it in layout is, is a bit of a uh, pain. <laughs> yeah, there's sure. that. But, um, and a lot of those are still somewhat easy to find on eBay and yeah. things like that or Noble Knight. Uh, and, but speaking of, um, so do you have any um, ongoing game? No, I, I, uh, sadly, I don't right now. Um, mm -hmm. The local gaming groups in this area are pretty much all uh, D&D 5e. Ah. You suggest yep. anything else, and they, they hiss at you and just <laughs> back into the dark. But, um, yeah, I, I am, uh, I'm hoping my kids go back to school in January. So now they're all fully vaccinated. Yay. Yeah, cool. Uh, so they'll go back to school in January full time. And then uh, I'm hoping that I'll be able to slide into uh, something on like Roll20 or some yeah. other VTV. Cool. It would be nice. And so yeah. what, what, what kind of game would you run if you started one yourself? If I was running something myself, I, I'd probably run uh, something more focused. Like I'd like Trader side yeah. of the house and i want to use the uh the new rules the arc the rkg rules mm -hmm. so i think the only the only time i'd go back and use like the second edition rules or uh, something else is like if i was running if i transitioned my home game from uh D, D to glorantha then i would probably just because the the less complexity of the rules for yeah uh, my kids sake i mean my oldest yeah. is 10 she's a good reader but yeah. it's a little much <laughs> ask it a little bit much to... or or you can use the 13th age glorantha rules uh, that's true too I, I do have um i have a pdf copy of blad i believe right yeah but i mean it's yeah. close enough at least to me i mean i know i know some dnd &D people you know they go over like all the giant differences between editions and i'm like yeah this is kind of the same so you know I'm, i <laughs> might not be the, the correct person to assess how close 13th age is to dnd &D, but uh yeah but it's close enough <laughs> i don't know 13th age well enough but um i fell down like the uh the osr yeah uh, rabbit hole for a while so mm -hmm. yeah um i got so many pdfs with uh <laughs> <laughs> right now for uh but um yeah i i really like i take 5e and i take the stuff out of it that i like and i take uh, a lot of the monster management from like older editions so like i really like simplified um encounter management so like i use monsters from uh necrotic gnomes uh, right. old school yeah. essentials mm -hmm. yeah because the stats are relatively the same, but, but they're, uh, they're underpowered if you're going to go with 5e characters, but, um, it's my kids playing. Yeah. So <laughs> not, not about to go, yeah. uh, total party kill on them, but, uh, it makes, uh, it does reduce the paperwork, uh, yeah. side yeah. of it quite a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I can knock like a encounter, a creature encounter down to like, three stats four stats yeah so and i am that's, yeah. that's one thing i find i find trickier with runequest i mean i don't play dnd really but i play the other games that are kind of in the same vein and uh one thing i don't know if you've started to think about that but i find it trickier to balance encounters in the runequest because because it's less about um, there's no real like you know levels of powers or anything yeah uh, and it's more about how people use spells it's like it's more situational i guess which is yes. which is what you want to keep combat exciting and interesting and you never know if it's your last combat or not <laughs> but um but it's also trickier to figure out you know just looking at the npc stat block you know is this too weak is this too strong is this like I don't yeah. Know, it, it's, yeah the question the question really should be is this survivable <laughs> yeah <laughs> barring a, a zero one roll in the the first exchange <laughs> by the npc you know are we are we going to be okay yeah uh, you know i think that comes from like being a forever gm is i'm whenever i read a rule system and i'm looking at it i'm always looking for like okay what can i cut out 
to make this more manageable for me because I know I'm going to have like yeah, each one of those guys is running one, you know, each of the players is only running one person yeah. and I'm running like 12. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> always looking for ways and, um, cause I messed with, cause I've messed with uh, BRP in the past. I you know there's yeah. shortcuts that I'm willing to take. And then I take a lot of, uh, to really do a, a throwback tunnels and trolls Ooh, yeah. Yeah. where their monsters just had a single number. So yeah. it was, it was like, it's a goblin. It's 25. And that was how much damage <laughs> they could. That's how much damage they did. And that's how much damage they could take. And so I, I'm always looking to try to get it whittled down as much as I can. And then have you spotted yeah. any, any stuff that you would definitely cut out from request? I would use standard stats. So like if it's a human or human ish NPC, uh, they're going to be like 11s across the board. Yeah. <laughs> unless they're, unless they are important for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not looking for like detail there. And then, um, standard HP for yeah. loca- hit locations. So like you can memorize that chart, I think. Yeah, it's like, like four, three five, in the six. arms, four in the in the legs, or it's always like one more in the legs than the arms. So yeah, you can just pick. You start with three or four or five, and you go from there. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, I like using uh, MOOC rules. Yeah, like you got your your generic bat, your generic generic uh, baddies running around, and those guys like if they get hit, I'm probably just gonna say they're dead. Yeah, you know well, I, I don't want to. You know, just to keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one thing with this the BRP systems that are more complicated. So, like Glorantha being one of them, you can really get bogged down quick with combat. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, with MOOC rules, yeah, uh, they don't have to be dead as at once because that can be expensive for your players with yes. all the rare girl stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, but, well you got to ransom people, right? So yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, people will yield or run away or stuff like that. So. And nothing is worse uh, if you uh, encounter a patrol and three of them run away. (laughs) (laughs) They got to make that assessment. They roll up and they're like, yeah, I'd rather go home tonight than take these guys on who are stacked head to toe and steal an iron armor and everything's glowing (laughs) with rune magic. We'll just just walk away today. Yeah. 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 So, uh, have you tried the solo quest, uh, which came with the starter set yet? Yeah, I actually have. the The, the starter set is fantastic. It, it's so fantastic. I'm afraid it's going to cut into their uh, main rulebook sales. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you still need the rulebook to make new characters. So, uh, it's, it's true. Yeah. You just like you know, rub the names off of and just rename, you know. But <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, no, it, the the starter set is fantastic. It, it really is. Like, I mean, it's getting high praise, and it, it really deserves it. It's. I think it's probably the best starter set I've ever seen in, you know, thirty something years of, of gaming. It's just it's fantastic. So, but yeah, yeah. The, that scenario is great. I did. Uh, I actually played it online. I did yeah. the yeah. on the Chaosium Web page. I did it on there yeah. on my on my phone of all things. Nice. So, yeah. How how did you do? Uh, I. I made it all the way through and on the, the battle system, I think my final score was like 28. Ooh, so, okay. so pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I had some real lucky rolls. I think they're, uh, I was using their, their dice emulator, like built into it. Yeah. And I'm a little suspicious. I think they might've <laughs> tweaked that thing a little bit. To, to, <laughs> yeah. They, they want know, people to feel good about it. So they, <laughs> so they buy the product. <laughs> I, I did unfortunately lose the bison though. It, it, it did oh, get, no. it get, get smoked at the oh. uh, at one point no, no spoilers so yeah well, <laughs> oh, no, not more long. Talking about how that happened but <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'd like to see more solo adventures out for glanatha i think that's one of the things they did for call of cthulhu they, they had that whole uh alone against series for yes. call of cthulhu yeah I, i like to see that for glanatha too i think that yeah. uh, that would it's just a really excellent way to teach the system and then also it's good marketing. I mean, yeah. And yeah. to have fun when you can't convince your DND players to try request. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a big fan of solo, uh, solo role-playing anyway. I kind of got into it in the last couple of years, last three or so years. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Have you tried any of those uh, journal uh, journaling games like a uh, thousand year old vampire? No, I did. Uh, I like the, the two I like a lot right now are one called broken cast mm-hmm. where, where you run a in. Oh, I should check that so out. It's a small press. It was a Kickstarter mm-hmm. and uh, they got the, the PDF up on drive through, of course, like everybody, cool. if you're not putting your stuff on drive through, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the other one actually just came out, like literally I, I backed the Kickstarter and they just sent out the PDFs like two days ago, three days ago. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, um, Secrets of the Vibrant Isle. Oh, yes. I've seen that one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's, it, uh, I've been just started playing around with it, but I really like the approach to kind of an exploration game in solo, which I haven't, I haven't really seen one that I've liked a whole lot yet until this one so mm. uh, getting a little bit yeah. of exploring a weird and fantastical island feel yeah that's good. Well, something for chaosium to check if yeah. they want to release more solo products well all, <laughs> the, all the drones from the companion people yeah i don't know if you could if i guess it works if you use the rune quest rules or yes yeah, worlds under the hood i suppose well, uh, you uh, came in almost the classical route to Grantha. Uh, yeah, accelerated because, like, you know, some yeah, people uh, took yeah, 40 so. years to go from second edition to RQG, <laughs> and you took like what three months? Uh, not even that. I think uh, I think I bought second edition in March of this year, and I bought. I know I bought uh, RQ Glorantha in April. Wow. So, okay. okay. Yeah. Like 30 days. <laughs> yes. 40, 40 days, not 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a no brainer. You know, just, just help, help Chaosium out and buy every book for both and you're good. So, uh, what's your recommendation as a first contact now? Uh, the starter set or? You know, I really think the starter set's the way to go. It, it's just, it's so, it's very complete. You know, you get your maps, you got the starter scenario, you have, the really the the whole almost the entire game system with the exception of character creation i mean yeah. it's it's all there and very affordable mm-hmm. yeah it's shockingly affordable i'm not sure how they're making any money on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just amazing and yeah, it's just a, it is really fantastic and I, they weren't joking when i got that thing in the mail i was like what is there bricks in here because it's just <laughs> so heavy yeah. Funny enough, I weighted the starter set against all my other starter sets. And the Glorantha started, well, the RuneQuest starter set came in second of all my starter sets in weight. Really? But the first one is not in print anymore. Possibly because they were losing money. Yeah. I, that, can you can you guess what it was? Because it's a no. game you played and you mentioned. Really? Yeah. It's the starter set of uh, the new Mongoose second edition of Traveler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I'm still a classic track or a classic uh, Traveler guy. Classic and uh, Mega Traveler is about as far Ooh. as I go. Okay. Uh, wow. <laughs> so I, get, I get a lot of static on Reddit about that because um, yeah. I don't even, I don't, I never adopted the, errata so they're like well you guys can't get piloting skills and this and then uh, whatever it's good <laughs> i never had a problem before you <laughs> yes. need spelling corrections yeah actually uh another another good star game is uh uh con of cons yes which yes i, I love actually uh, uh ludo you recommended it to me on reddit yeah. a while ago as something for uh, my kids to play Yes. And that game is just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super simple. Actually, um, this Christmas, uh, I'm offering the RuneQuest starter set and can of cans as a kind of bundled gift to a couple of my friends. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like starter set for you, can of cans for the family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think it's, it's a lot of fun and it kind of kind of gets uh, you into the thing and then i'm using it as a hook to get my kids in so nice yeah well yeah, they, they want to do a science fiction game next after we wrap up the the D D campaign and then we'll yeah. do some science fiction piece for a bit and then what are you going to do with science fiction i don't know yet um it's hard to science fiction like science fiction role-playing game systems just in general 
yeah. have a tendency to be, be more finicky, is not the right word. Crunchy? Yeah, a little bit of crunch in there. I, yeah. but I mean, science fiction, I mean, you need numbers and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just not science fiction if you're not doing calculus. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually yeah. thinking about using Traveler, um, like like classic Traveler, because it's the simple 2D6, get over eight, yeah. volume mechanic, and it's lots alone. It's not a lot of numbers, but I mean, they got D&D pretty quick, and 5E's got a lot of ads in there, so... It's like roll a D20 and then add seven different things and that's your score. So, but you know, so, and they didn't have a problem with that. So I, I don't know. I, I want to eventually get them uh, to Glorantha or uh, a home campaign in, uh, that I want to run with uh, magic world. Oh yeah. Cool. So, um, but we'll nice. see. So I'm, with them going back to school, that might be uh years from now at this rate <laughs> yeah yeah okay. uh what's the best way you think you can convince uh local people to play rupees probably uh do demos in game stores just offer run games a lot of people out there are just looking to play so especially as we someday transition out of the pandemic i think a lot of people will are, are going to be looking for games. And then one of the things I'm seeing a lot on like on Reddit in particular, because it's Reddit is my social media of choice on like uh, our RPG on there every single day, there are dozens of D and D players coming in there going, I've been playing D and E for two or three years. And now I'm looking for something different. And, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you actually read what they're looking for and Glorantha fits. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I jumped in there and suggested all the time. So um, just, I suggest, well, I suggest a uh, PRP game games yeah. all the time anyway, because it just, yeah. a lot of people, they don't realize it, but they don't like class and level systems. And that- <laughs> yeah. I mean, Call of Cthulhu is now like the second most played system on the roll 20. So uh, there's yeah. a lot of people who are like, they want to, play something different and, you know, play something different in yeah. theme. They're going to play horror 1920s with a classless system. Um, so, yeah. It reminds me a lot of like the transition in the late nineties in, in the industry. Like uh, you had the D20 spam where yeah. there was <laughs> like hundreds and hundreds of games. They're all just, all they do is take the D20 system and slap, the, change the furniture around a little bit and yeah well that, that's when there was the ogl that was first invented basically yeah so yeah everybody went berserk yeah ogl like i think they were like using them to heat game stores at one point like just burning them. <laughs> there's just so many and uh but at that same time you saw people transition away too they were looking for something else because they were all kind of burned out on that um after the kind of the, the crazed spasm of everything is going to be a d20 game and you saw kind of a pickup for newer games getting started up and that like that's an opportunity now to uh, well none of the games that we're talking about are new yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh, the uh get those get those uh players that are looking for something different to to come in and try glorantha try yeah. RuneQuest, try the um, BRP rule set or the Quest Worlds rule set, which yeah. every time somebody's pushing a, a powered, powered by the Apocalypse or a Blades in the Dark game, I'll suggest Quest Worlds. I mean, like, it's not published yet, but the SRD is up. You can go <laughs> look at it. Like, it's coming very soon. I promise. I swear. <laughs> so, uh, to try yeah. to get people in that mindset, because, or to, to look, take a look at that, because, uh, you know, there's, definitely that narrative gaming thing going on right now the story the story game and uh get those guys and gals pointed towards games that are you know games and settings that are uh, stuff i like so that yeah you know, of course you'll be able to find some players someday <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well good luck yeah uh but well quest boards is a quite a change in attitude and how you run a game have, have you tried it uh, yet or I've, I've read the rules and it, it reminds yeah. me a, a lot of narrative. It's just, a, it's a narrative based game, you know, yeah. it's 
story beats and the whole nine very rules light approach. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, if you're familiar with Rhesus. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that for a while. Yes. Yeah. Rhesus, the, the everything role-playing yeah. game. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, it, it, it has some, uh, I think a lot of the story games nowadays and narrative games nowadays have some DNA that from a uh, Rhesus, just because of the way that that game was very popular, but because it was free, yeah. you know, we'll never really know how many people were buying it or, uh, I'm I'm checking on the the PDFs of uh, Rhesus I have and that I had like you know forever and they are from 2000. Yeah, it, it came wow. out. Uh, I think it was originally published like to, to date myself even further on uh, dial-up boards. Yeah, I've got a I've got a text file that is copyrighted 1993. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. right when I was graduating from high school. When the internet was basically AOL, yeah, <laughs> that's when I, I that's when I downloaded my very first copy of it. It was off of a uh, dial-up yeah. blackboard, wow. and that was it. Wow, yeah, nostalgia. <laughs> I I am an unabashed collector of role-playing games. I have I have something like a thousand um, books. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> like physical books? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I have. Wow. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> Four, five, six, seven, eight, eight or nine huge totes, these huge black totes I got at, at Home Depot, uh, full of books wow. that are that are currently uh, in my garage because when we moved to Kansas, our, we bought a smaller <laughs> house than what we had, so I don't have room for a office anymore. Um, so in fact, the yeah. office I'm sitting in now will eventually become my uh, second daughter's uh, bedroom because okay. the oldest the oldest and the middle daughter don't get along well anymore. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like I should uh, add a, a watch on eBay for uh, whenever you sell some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, eventually. I've got mostly indie games. Ooh, oh, yeah, that's cool. Going, going back. So, cause uh, <laughs> I got hooked. I, I went to uh, a convention called Genghis Khan <laughs> in uh it's in denver they still hold it yeah have, it's going on this year that's um, a great name and I, I attended that thing in like 1990 or 1991 it was like the first convention i ever went to yeah mm -hmm. and uh i picked up like four or five small press games and after that it's just all downhill from there yeah gravity <laughs> <laughs> increases yeah. It was kind of a different scene back then though, you know, yeah. I mean, you had guys like there was a guy out of Colorado Springs who was a metal worker who published a world war two airplane rule set. And I've got that in my garage and can't find anything about it anywhere. It doesn't, it's a great rule set. It, it was published originally in like 1990 yeah. uh, and it looks a lot like X-Wing. Like, huh. I mean a lot. <laughs> so, I tell people all the time like there are no new rules there's just new combinations yeah yeah, and, uh, yeah. i think i think that's really true so and it's also the really nice thing about runequest is that you can still use stuff published from second edition it's yeah hasn't yeah. really changed that much you can still pull from there and use it extensively which is great yeah 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 have you decided on uh, what kind, of, what part of the world you would uh, you would use in your game? I think Esr I think uh, like I said earlier, uh, Esrolia is interesting to me just because it's got it's the coastal setting. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, um, you know, it's the the home of the Arnaldas cult, and you know, so and it's well situated for a variety of different stuff going on. So. Yes. Well, yeah, especially if you want a like traveler in Glorantha, then yeah, it's it's the place. And you got the ancient woods there, so you got a little bit of that. You got the with the elder races kind of thing going on in there, and you got a lot, yeah. You know, the, the what is it, the woods of wondrous beasts? I think that's what it's called. So yeah, yeah, you you have everything in the neighborhood. Yes, yep, so you got, <laughs> it, it, it's well situated for a wide variety of stuff <laughs> so i think i think that's probably um my favorite area so far thanks 
I think Sarger yeah. gets a lot of press, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Salt, salt on tracks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think start this the the starter sets coming out. Isn't that it's one of the next things they're producing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I think it's an active layout, not right now. Mm-hmm. So, so soonish, soonish. Yes, for a certain for a certain <laughs> definition years. of soon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're not supposed to say next year anymore. No. Yeah. It's never um, good. <laughs> next year is soon anyway i mean we're recording yeah. this in mid-december so um, but anyway so yeah. is there uh anything you do or anything you want to plug uh, advertise or recommend or um, where can people find you online and stuff like that no i am uh i don't really do anything right now so i'm i'm all retired up uh, <laughs> All lucky I tell you, I do lucky you. care of my kids. I, I I got the back and shoulders that prove it too. Oh um, no, not that lucky. <laughs> we always joke that um, army years count double. Oh, so, wow. so instead of being forty six, I'm actually sixty six. <laughs> so, yeah. but uh, um, now I really don't do much of anything uh, online, mm-hmm. really, uh, except for bumming around the forums on uh, basicroleplaying.org, and then. Yeah. Uh, I am hopefully going to start a graduate certificate in editing and uh, copy editing here oh, shortly. So oh, something so, I did a lot in the army. So was, people will be able to hire you for Johnston Compendium then? That is uh, kind of the idea. Oh, cool. it's, my, it's my stealth way to get into the industry. Nice. <laughs> Destroying yeah. other people's manuscripts. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> eventually I'll get there. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, then we have a couple of uh, ingest questions for you. <laughs> like, uh, w- uh, what's your type? Dark or Trollkin? Uh Probably Trollkin. Probably. Right. Well, Brewer up there pretty high too. So you know. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Luna or Olanthi? So, uh, was that Luna or Olanthi? Oh man. <laughs> uh, the Lunars have the. Uh, the great illusionary magic. So you do all kinds of uh, illusions and such. That'd be fun. That's yeah, a glamour. All, all that madness. <laughs> 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 yeah. How do you pronounce that city in the wastes? Oh God. I don't even know. P A V I S. Oh, uh, Pavis. Pavis. Pa- mm, yeah. I'd say Pavis. It's probably totally wrong. I don't think there's any right or wrong here. <laughs> it's all right. All. Yeah. That is the one thing about Glorantha that is 100% true is that there is no consistent naming convention. Yes. Yeah. Whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, what would be your favorite steed in Glorantha? Steed. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever you, whatever do you want to ride? Uh, I, I, I got to go with the, uh, since I, I live in the Great Plains, I got to go with uh, the bison for sure. You know, yeah, I like the bison. <laughs> Is it? I think uh, my my middle daughter will be very disappointed when she find out that uh, the unicorns have kind of been uh, uh, retconned out a little bit. So I well, think they're, they're still, still there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they are they still there? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's a very limited cult, right? Just yeah, women, I think. Just women, yes. They are quite bastards, uh, those uh, unicorns, but. You can you can uh, just go to the other side and meet some, similar to bonding with the hippogriff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's not uh, that's no longer a Harry Potter thing alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so you're doing better. Uh, my my girls are both after me to read Harry Potter to them, so I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are audiobooks of that. Yeah, I think you you can read you you can read the first couple of books, and after that though they get too big, and it's like okay, here you can read it yourself now. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's what I, I, I did guess. with my kids, and I think that's the idea behind it too. Maybe yes, yes, yeah, but that's what I did with my kids. Yeah, only um, uh, only I actually forced them to wait a year between each book because otherwise. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one of my kids is just devouring books at uh, insane speed. So it's my uh, my ten year old's getting up to speed. She's uh 
Yeah. So we, we were afraid that she was never going to read like six months ago and now she's just tearing through them. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't, cannot afford to keep up. Yeah. Okay. And uh, now we're getting personal. What would be your rules? <laughs> that's a, that's actually kind of tough. Uh, <laughs> mostly because I just don't remember them all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which, ele which element would you identify with? Uh, I actually like, um, Just to go with a god, necessarily, I like Humak quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So yeah. it's like death and truth, I think. Uh, I think so. Yes, it's kind of yeah. a uh, death and taxes kind of feel to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the lunar uh, Humak. He's got the taxes and he's got the death. That's it. It's, once the lunars have conquered everything, that's they'll. Uh, go back and retcon all the gods yeah <laughs> cool okay then um well thanks for taking the time to talk to us hey absolutely yeah. I, i appreciate what you guys do with the podcast and uh, the webpage it's fantastic awesome well thanks for um thanks for that <laughs> yeah. thank you for listening to this episode of the god learners glorentan initiation series The intro music is Dancing Tiger by Dam Scray. The outro music is Islam Dream by Serge Quadrado. You can find us online at godlearners.com or on Twitter and Facebook at The God Learners. See you next time. Question everything to the void and beyond.